So it's time to get your game right, get your head right, start doing things that really matter in your life. Let's not focus on things that don't, right? Why do we always do that? It's, it's inevitable. Today on the show, so honored, so blessed to have Justin Henry, a good, good friend of mine. We played together a long time. Really, probably the best way I could describe Justin Henry is he is the guy that you want your son to be. We were out doing stupid stuff. Justin was always doing the right thing, continues to do that to this day. Had an, uh, an amazing playing career. Played at Ole Miss, uh, got drafted by the Tigers eight years in, in professional baseball. Uh, never got the call up. Never got the call up, but this was a guy who grinded out every day regardless. Now he's a scout for the Detroit Tigers. Justin, it's an honor, buddy. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the uh, kind words there, and I'm glad to uh, be with you here today. Without a doubt. Uh, so, Justin, let's just, just tell some people, because everybody's journey is different everybody's past different everybody ends up in a different place it, the funny thing is we all have so much in common but the way to, we get there is different so basically you know you're a mississippi boy born and yeah. raised born and bred mississippi boy what was it like for for you your kind of journey and your path just uh, uh tell everybody uh, how did justin henry become justin henry yeah, no doubt. Um, so, yeah, like you said, I grew up in uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi, and um, was uh, uh, very blessed to have two great parents. And my dad was a was a lover of sports and uh, got me involved in, in all sports really early in my life. And um, I, I, I was I was I was hooked right away, um, played every sport growing up, um, football, baseball, basketball, tennis, golf, you name it. I tried it. And uh and uh and loved every one of them loved competing and um and uh god also blessed me with the ability to uh to be fairly good at all those sports as well and um you know growing up in a in a decent sized town from mississippi uh playing playing all the sports and everything it uh you know it was a goal of mine to to play a sport in college to try to play major league baseball or football or basketball or whatever it was I wanted you asked depending on what time of year time of year it was that was a sport I told you I wanted to play when I grew up so mm -hmm. um you know it uh and um as I got older and kind of uh you know figured out what I was really good at what I really enjoyed you know baseball always brought me back you know the the difference for me the reason I probably chose baseball over some of the other sports was um you know, football was great, but I hated football practice. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think we could all uh, be was, in agreement on it that. It was miserable, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, Monday through Thursday was awful. Now, Friday nights, Friday night football was a lot of fun, but yeah. couldn't stand practice. And, you know, baseball, I could always – I loved going out there and just hitting in the cages. I loved taking ground balls. And, and uh, you know, and baseball was definitely the, the right path for me and uh, was, uh, you know, able to uh, – get a scholarship to go play at Ole Miss, like you mentioned earlier. And, um, and kind of, uh, you know, once you're, once you're in college, it's a, it's a different ball game. The level definitely of play increases a ton. And, um, you know, that's kind of when it was a time of, all right, do I really want to, uh, you know, work at this and be good and, and get the chance to play? Or do I kind of just want to uh, be on the team and, and say I'm a baseball player at, at a at a SEC school, and so uh, you know that was when the work really started. I think for me because uh, you know, like I said, growing up in high school and stuff, it kind of came easy. But once I got to college, it was uh, you know time to decide did I really want to uh, go after this, and uh, and 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 I did make that decision to do that. You know, I think it, you, your comp, your competitive drive is is more than i've seen in a lot of guys and it continued to make you work hard and work harder because uh you know you weren't the biggest guy you weren't the strongest guy but you did have a few things going on for you obviously you could build the ball you could play you're well-rounded you're similar to me you know you're just a good baseball player that doesn't just happen overnight and i think that's something that that, that a lot of people don't understand and i tell people all the time there's 20 percent of guys that are just so good it doesn't even matter Right. You know, they're, they're Aaron judges. You got, you know, these guys who they're just animals, Miguel Cabrera, Absolutely. like Justin Verlanders. These guys are just that good. It, do, it doesn't matter as much, but, but for guys more like us, you know, it, it takes learning the game at an intricate level. Understanding no doubt. the game to be able to go out and compete on a daily basis is not easy. 
and no, it takes, no, no takes question. time to learn it, right? So for yeah. you, what were some triggers for you to that you used to go out every single day, compete against some of the best players on the planet, and perform at the level you did? You know, I think for me is, and you know, baseball is 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 a very humbling game, and it can make every single day it can make some of the best athletes and players in the world look pretty ridiculous at times. And, um, and I always wanted to put my best foot forward on the field that day. Like I never wanted to be embarrassed by what I was doing out there. I never wanted to, um, you know, let the team down. I always wanted to put my best foot forward. And so truthfully, um, you know, the hard work, the, the being locked in every day, like it was out of fear of, I didn't want to look bad out there at times, you know? I mean, it's because, you know, you're facing some of the best guys, you know, at the, at the levels in minor leagues. And, and I mean, there's a lot of dudes out there and, and I still look silly at times, but, um, you know, I wanted to be sure that I was uh, putting my best foot forward every single day. And, you know, I think I realized, I don't know if everybody always realizes in the moment that like you can get released any day you're out there. You you can be done and finish playing. And like you said, I was I was an athletic guy, um, but I didn't have just like overriding tools that just separated me from other people. Mm-hmm. And so I had to be um at my best and locked in mentally every single day because I couldn't hit the ball 500 feet and I didn't wasn't the fastest guy on the field and I didn't throw it the hardest. So, you know, it was, it was something that I had to do to be able to play as long as I did. Without a doubt. And the one thing I always love about you, Justin, is you ma- not only did you maximize your skill set, I think you maximized your mental side of the game too understanding that hey i need to be a quarterback here not only on the field but off the field like every every if somebody had an issue or something going on justin's your go-to guy like and organizations and teams thrive on needing somebody like that right that that kind of that solid rock every single day that that you're around justin you know exactly what you're going to get it's never wavering it's it's constant what what are some of the the drivers that you found and this is something i work on every day and I'm still trying to get to that Justin Henry level on. I'm sure you have <laughs> I don't too. know about that. But just like solidness. Every day you competed. Every day you were the same guy. You knew exactly what you're going to get out of Justin Henry. I think any organization, and that's, you know, the Tigers obviously have you as a scout now. They see that value in you. How do you, how do you go about that to be that consistent and that persistent towards that goal? Well, I appreciate that. I think it's a tough thing. It's something that you have to make a decision to do every single day. I think you you hit on the word there. The word that I always tried to, you know, to be is consistent. Obviously, in baseball, that's that's an extremely valuable tool to have as a guy that's that's consistent at the plate, that's consistent on the mound, that's consistent defensively, but more so consistent of the type of person you're, you are every single day. And um you know, I think you and me both know guys that we played with that, that you know, one day they come in the clubhouse and they're, they're one person and then the next day they're somebody mm-hmm. else. Or the person that, you know, we've all played with the person that, you know, if they get a hit their first at bat, then it, it, it's going to be a pretty good day. But if they get out their first at bat, it's probably going to be a really bad day. Yeah. And so, you know, you're trying to, to kind of be that, that level-headed, middle-ground person personality-wise because – you know, baseball is such a grind of every single day, and there's so many ups and downs. And and even as you prepare through high school and junior college, if you go that route, or college baseball, nothing can prepare you for professional baseball until you're there because it's every single day. And if you're riding high, all kinds of roller coasters, and that's going to affect you on the field. The people that can – you know, get hits and handle the success and get out and handle the failure. Those are the ones that, that I feel like over time are going to be the most successful people. But, you know, it starts, you know, every day of, of just making that decision to be that way. And hopefully over time, like with anything else, you make a certain decision every day to do certain things and it becomes more of a habit for you. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's something I've always tried. 
Um, I think it's, you know, I'm still working at it to, to be better at it in all aspects of life, but um, it's definitely something I strive for. Emotional fatigue, I think, is something that people don't realize. They realize it in their life, but baseball is probably the best translator as far as a sport to actual life. Because life always is throwing us challenges. Every no doubt. single day there's a challenge. Every single day we, we make bad decisions. We have failure. We have success. Like, how do we handle all this stuff? And I think the, the emotional fatigue you feel in baseball, because it is more out in the public. Like, if everything I did in, in my daily life, any listener, anything, imagine if anything you did in your daily life was out for the public to see. <laughs> Me and my wife got an argument today. Everybody knows about it, right? That's baseball. It's that no emotional fatigue of I'm out here playing. I went over four with four K's. Everybody saw that. Everybody knows that. I made an error in the outfield. Everybody saw that. Cost the team the game. Everybody saw that. Like it's funny to me how how people can can look at baseball and be so critical, so quick to be critical on guys as opposed to maybe they maybe maybe this is a time we give them a little grace, right? Hey, you know, I think go out there. You know, what's and now that you're a scout, and this is what it, – it's funny because when I got out of baseball and start looking at it as a spectator as opposed to a player, it's hard to remember how hard it was. And I think that's one thing I always remind myself. This game is hard, right? So No doubt. So now you, you, trans, you transform yourself from a player into a scout. What, what, what's that transformation like? And, and do you notice yourself like kind of getting on that – oh, he should be doing this, he should be doing that. Because you see a lot of managers that used to play, they kind of fall into that mindset. Right. No, no doubt. The, so, you know, as, as you said, I, I moved over to the scouting side of things. And my first year of scouting was extremely uh, – it was extremely difficult um, for me to uh, – I'm an amateur scout, so I'm going to see high school players and junior college and college players and – um, my expectations of what the players should look like were way too high. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, you know, as I've been playing professional baseball for eight years. And so I hadn't seen a high school baseball game since the last high school game I played. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, so I go out there to see these high school guys. And then, you know, one of my bosses or somebody calls me and says, who you like? And I'm like, man, they're, they're all terrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's any good. That's right. And it's, you know, I'm watching it because I'm used to watching for the last four years AAA baseball, you know, and uh, and now I'm watching these 16, 17-year-olds, and and I knew they weren't going to be anywhere close to as good as what I'd been seeing every day, but, but I still had higher expectations for them than I should have had. And so, you know, I had to really, um, you know, go back in my mind bank and remember what it was like playing at that age and also – to remind myself, okay, I'm looking for tools is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for how aggressive these players are playing the game. I'm looking for, you know, guys that are standing out against these other players their age. And so I really had to, uh, to, to change my view of the game because I had been so used to seeing a certain product on the field and, uh, that was definitely not what I was going to see, but I wasn't supposed to be seeing that. These kids were 17 years old, and they had a long, long way to go to 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 build up to to being whether it was college or or professional players. And so I, it was a really tough thing for me transition that first year of just you know remembering and reminding myself of what what I'm watching right now and not expecting them to be you know as good as I wanted them to be. Yeah, and without a doubt, the first thing that comes to my mind is when I got out of baseball and I got into real estate, I always expected people to really just get after it because that's what I was around, you know? Like, I, I, you hit a certain level, and I think double A is kind of that, that point. Once you hit double A, for me, everybody in double A was pretty much getting after it, going out, trying to win jobs, trying to win games on a daily basis. You know, because you kind of weed out some of that that other stuff in the, in the minor leagues there. But I got into real estate, and I said, oh, I, I just expected everybody in the office to be that way. And they're not, right? So right. so then, then for me, it was like, well, if not everybody's doing that, and I'm asking questions to these people, and they're just looking at me like I'm an idiot, 
because they're like, nobody's ever asked that question. Why would you ask that? Just go with the, go with the standard quo, like quit trying to do too much. Right. And I think for young players, especially uh, going into high school age that do have some talent, there are times that we're going to have serious setbacks because you need to go status quo. You need to go status quo. Don't push yourself. Don't push your limits. And guys that are, that are, they get labeled, you know, you're a good example of a guy who got labeled probably too early on in his career where right. it's like Justin Henry, this is what he's going to be. He'll never be a everyday big leaguer. What he's going to be is uh, 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 he'll maybe make it to double a once you got in the organization, doesn't have power, doesn't have this, that they're always like, you don't have this. You can't do that. You can't da 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 da. Same way with Andy Dirks. He'll never, you know, my whole career, he'll be a, a bench player. He's a bench player. He's a bench player. He's a bench player. He's a bench player. That's, I've heard that so many times that it was just like you kind of try to fall into that role, but you got to push yourself past the role, right? Right. Justin Henry, oh, he's going to be a decent college player. Uh, he's never going to make it anywhere in pro ball. He just doesn't have the tools. He doesn't have the makeup. So what's it look like for a player who maybe we don't have all the tools, you're working on them daily, the mindset aspect of why am I still going out here when everybody's telling me that I'm not going to make it? Why do I still go out here and, and try to get after it? Yeah, no, it's, and that's, and that's the separator, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, we're looking for the toughest part of my job is to find the guys who have that, you know, it's, 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 it's not easy, but it's, it's a lot easier to go and watch a game and pick out who has tools playing the game. Mm -hmm. Um, anybody that's played can do that. And, you know, it's easy to, oh, this guy can hit the ball a mile. Oh, this guy can throw it really hard. Oh, this guy's fast. Like, that's, that's the easy part of my job. But the difficult part of my job is to find the guys that are going to go that extra mile to put in the work. Because, um, you know, tools can only take you so far. Even the guys that you talked about, the 20% guys, if they did absolutely nothing – they still wouldn't be where they are today. That's a good like point. they have to put in some time and some effort to to improve to to prove to their employer that they're a reliable player. Um, you know, a lot of the times guys that have tools that you and me know that were super talented, but they just weren't a reliable guy. They couldn't trust that guy to move him up levels or to put him on the field in the big leagues. And um, you know, so you know we try to meet with players. We try to talk to coaches, but you know, the guys that have that, that, that it factor, that drive to want to be good, to want to, to love baseball enough where they're going to put in the effort every single day. Like it's a hard thing to quantify and it's a hard thing to figure out. I mean, mm -hmm. you see every year with guys we draft, I mean, we draft them, every team drafts them and they don't end up working out. And it's, you know, cause you don't, as much as you can do to try to figure out, hey, we know this player, we know what he's like, we know how he's going to be, until he gets in there and is grinding in the Midwest League or wherever <laughs> yep. it is, that's when you really find out. And there's no real way to, to, uh, to simulate that until you're actually in it. And so, um, you know, but, you know, you look for, you know, the guys who are obviously hard workers, um, the guys who – who love the game, the guys who will go play summer ball, the guys, you know, I look at you as a perfect example, a guy who went to junior college and, and, you know, the grind that is junior college baseball and then the, to work their way up to a D one program. Oh. And so, you know, it's, 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 it's seeing those kind of things and trying to, you know, uh, figure out, you know, if, if that's going to translate once they become a professional. You know, I was, I was listening to uh, uh, a guy speak the other day, and it kind of – it was pretty, pretty outstanding, I think, as far as how simple this can be. You can tell a lot about a person by their actions. Pretty much speaks volume to their character, to what they're willing to do, to the things they're willing to do. Like you just said, like I went and played winter ball. Not only did I go and play, like I thrived in winter ball, where most Americans go over to the Dominican Republic and are like, get me out of here. Right. You know, we're in the third world country. We're doing this. 
the actions of what a person really, their integrity and what they really want to do. Like I wanted to be a good baseball player. And for me to get the opportunity to go to the Dominican was a big deal. Right. And I think a lot of times these, these kids lose sight on how important is that opportunity? This is one thing I'll tell any baseball player, anybody in life, you only get so many opportunities. If you look at it as I'm too good for this or whatever it is, I'm too good for it. You know, I don't know. I, I can, I, I'll get there without it. You're looking at it wrong. Like just to have the opportunity is important and understand that, you know, and I think for uh, like for you, you have the opportunity to be a scout. Now you, you earn the opportunity. You could be a guy right now that, uh, are you kidding me? An amateur scout. I'm going to go watch high school games. Like you said, I'm in AAA, but what you've done is not only not win at it with that mindset, you went at it with how can I get better as an amateur scout, which you didn't even know it, but that's what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like that's huge. If kids can understand and we live in such a world now and you see it and I see it. Kids just expect opportunity. Right. They just expect things to happen for them. What happens is all of a sudden that runs out and then they're like, I don't know what to do in life. No doubt. No, I see it. I see it with players, you know, players around my community, you know, I've obviously gotten to know a lot of people and um, you know, there's certain players that, you know, down here, SEC baseball is huge. Yeah. And guys coming out of high school obviously want to get a scholarship to go play SEC baseball. And it's um, – and I get it. I, I had the opportunity to do that. Of course you want to have the chance to go play at the highest level. But then the guys that, like, start to realize that maybe that's not in the cards for them and maybe they have to go to a smaller D1 or maybe JUCO route, and then they're like, well, do I really want to do that? And it's like, well – you would have been very successful at the other place if you go that route now because you obviously don't love it enough to want to do it. And yep. so it's um, you know, that's that's always an interesting thing for me to hear to hear guys kind of say that or or do that type of thing because um if you really wanted to play, you'd go play anywhere. And uh that's right. and and so obviously you're not wanting to if if you're not wanting to go that way. You see, I mean you see the guy who makes it to you know, he gets drafted in the 23rd round. He goes to one season, a short season, gets released. He goes and plays independent ball. Like, that guy wants it. He's just not good enough. That's just the bottom right. line, you know. He's just not good enough. I think there is a point where you have to be realistic with yourself. You know, push yourself, but also be realistic with yourself. Could you imagine if you put that much time and effort into something else? You know, the guy that goes and plays independent ball, I wish he would just learn sales or learn learn a different skill with that same energy. He, they're just not passionate like that about it, you know? Right. And, and staying passionate about baseball is a challenge. It as is. As you're playing, as you're doing it. Because if you've never – and, and people think, you know, I really wish my kid would just play in the big leagues. Well, the kid probably wishes he played in the big leagues too, and there's been hundreds <laughs> of thousands, if not millions – of people that wish they could play in the big leagues, right? As a childhood boy, I think most guys, if you ask them, what's your goal in life? I want to play in the NBA. I want to play in the NFL. I want to play in the big leagues. I want to be a, on the PGA Tour. In reality, the percentage is way stacked against you. Absolutely. So we're, we're talking about me and you not having much talent compared to guys who are the most talented people on the planet. Right. So I want right. to make this clear for, for young people <laughs> listening. Like Justin Henry would school you 99.9% of you in anything you try to compete against him in, whether it's putt putt golf, you know, like he, <laughs> he has ability. So let's not, we got to still stay reasonable with our mindsets and our thoughts. The game as a whole and life as a whole, understand what you're good at. Justin just said, you know, I understood that baseball was probably my best route. Being an extremely good athlete, probably you were probably the starting quarterback on your football team, were you not? Right. Yep. Yeah. Starting, I was too. Starting quarterback, like we were gifted with the athletic ability to have a chance to go and make something happen. Now, if you're if you cannot tie your shoes, there's right. an avenue for you. We all are <laughs> skilled differently. So I, I want to make – I just want to make sure that's clear for people listening because I know that we've talked about this. And even the high school kids who are out there who love the game of baseball, who want to go pursue it, 
there's avenues to go pursue baseball, but there's also a time that we have to be honest with ourselves, right? Absolutely. And there, and, and I hate seeing the guy who's five years in the minor leagues, gets released, uh, can't find a job, never got an education, doesn't know anything, goes and, and he, all he's doing is he's going to go to the bar with everybody else and talk about war stories, you know? Right. So how do we, how do we, what's the balancing act? I mean, you see these kids every day. What's a good balance, like to understand that, that baseball is, is not life. Even if you play it in the big leagues, it's, it's just, it's not life. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really good question. And it's a tough one to, to put your finger on what and exactly a route. I think, I think obviously what you said about, you know, the education side of things, um, it's, uh, it's, it's an important thing and, uh, something that, you know, it's, it's gonna, you know, baseball is unfortunately a sport where, you know, you don't receive full scholarships to go play different places. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, education can be a factor really into what school, whether a school will offer you um, a scholarship to play baseball because they know whether you have the GPA or the, the ACT to, to add some more scholarship to that so that they can have you on their team. I mean, I know for a fact that, that schools recruit certain guys because they are good students and they know they can use less of their scholarship money on them. Um, and so, you point. know, that's one way. And I'm still, you know, kind of talking about the side, but like, there's benefits to baseball by, you know, being a good student and being, being a, a, a person that takes his study seriously. But it all goes back to kind of what we were talking about before about, you know, the consistency side of things. And if, you know, it's hard to be consistent in, in one aspect of your life and then completely terrible in the other aspects of your life. Like, mm-hmm. I think eventually that's going to – that. you know you do taking it seriously and trying to get better at it like those are I, I, you know, not everybody loves school I get that but in order to play baseball most of the time you got to do it and so you know mm-hmm. are you going to be a person that that takes it seriously because they want to play or are you going to be a person that just goes through the motions and hopefully coach will figure out a way to still keep me eligible and get me into it. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it's trying to be consistent in all aspects of your life and, and knowing that, you know, it, the best baseball players in the world, they're done by the age of 40 at the longest and you still have 40 more years of life, hopefully more to live. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's, there's got to be something else you do after that. Now, luckily for me, I'm able to stay in baseball and um, continue being around it. And that worked out well for me. And there's a lot of avenues like that for players, but you know, there's avenues like what you're doing now or what, you know, some other guys we played with, you see guys in coaching, you see guys in, in, in financial things. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, 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 you know, you, you, until you get there, sometimes it's hard to realize that there's going to be something you have to do after you play. But once you're finished playing, if you don't have an idea, it hits you fast. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so tr- take it from people that, that, that have done it, that it, it hits you fast and, and nobody's going to wait around on you. And so uh, you, better, you better have a plan. I know I was guilty of probably not maybe having as good of a plan as I needed right when I got out, but uh, – but it's 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 a tough thing to to, to realize, but it, it comes at you fast when you're finished. You know, it's funny because I played three years in the big leagues and then had another year of injury in the big leagues. So four years basically in the big leagues. I made money that was life changing, but I didn't make money that I'm set for life. Right. You know, and that's what and you in the minor leagues. I mean, you were. What was your last salary in the, in the minor leagues? So my last year of playing. So I played eight years. So seven years of my career were on the minor league pay scale. Which is so what was which your seventh was year? My seventh year I was making twenty eight hundred dollars a month. And seasonally. 
not yeah. for the whole year. Yeah. And I was living in Providence, Rhode Island, which was like the most expensive place to be living, making $2,800 a month. And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, so no, to, to say I didn't come out with any money, that's completely true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is, this is real, real stuff, right? Uh, it, it's not just glitz and glamour. The cool thing is, I think baseball and, and what you've done with it has helped shape you as an individual, help build your character up to the point where now you're get, getting in the scouting gig. It's like, not only did you do that, now you have to go back to the beginning. And like right. other guys that that don't have your experience are already ahead of you which is kind of frustrating as an athlete to me like when you go when you're done playing it's like you got to start over and you got to start your new career over now you got to go through the minor leagues of that career after you've just been in the minor leagues the last eight years you know absolutely it's definitely a tough thing and uh it's something that you have to i agree that it can be very frustrating um but you, I think also we gained a lot of skills playing that we've kind of talked about as far as, you know, mental toughness and, and ways to, to grind through those seasons that we have to relay to, to the people that we're working with now to be like, hey, like, I realize I'm new to this, but, um, you know, these are some of my experiences I've been through and, and how can I a lot of valuable things that baseball has taught us and you know sometimes people won't be very receptive to that and sometimes they will but um but you know i I know i've tried to do that especially with scouting obviously it's a little easier in the baseball side of things because as a scout i'm looking for baseball players and trying to uh you you know uh pick out who who i like and who i don't and 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 as a player, we did a lot of that. We obviously watched the pitchers we're facing, and we, mm-hmm. we, we would talk about, hey, man, this guy's really good, or this guy's breaking ball is unbelievable, or, you know, whatever. So, so there were a lot of aspects of what I do now that I was doing every single day. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, I may not have uh, written a report about it after the game, but, like, I was, I was coming up with these ideas, and I was using them on a daily basis. And so um, – as someone who stayed in baseball, it's probably a little easier for me. Whereas somebody that's outside the game, it can definitely be difficult to, you know, oh man, I'm in here with all these other guys who just got out of college playing professional baseball for 10 years. It's a, it's a tough pill to swallow for sure. Yeah. And the, the stages of life, like you have a family, you right? Have a wife and two kids. You got two kids, right? Yeah, two and, two and another on the way. Same as you, yeah. And, but uh, when you were playing, you had kids while you were playing. You were married while we were playing, which most guys weren't. You know, it's just the way the way society's built. What what was that like as a as being having a family while you're playing baseball? Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely tough. You know, we uh, definitely uh, was blessed to have a great wife that was come along for the ride and uh, was willing Bonnie to put, put up with you, put up with all the stuff that. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's always fun to tell people. You know, we lived in like in seven years as a as a as a married couple, and uh, you know, luckily she uh, she's still with me, so she must like me. But uh, <laughs> but it's it's definitely a, uh, a definitely a tough thing. And uh, but you know, we gained so many awesome friends and had so many unique experiences that. Now we're living at home and we, we talk to other friends of ours and, you know, we got to do a lot of awesome things that not many people get to do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we did live in all those places. And so we, we have an idea of what it's like in, in different areas of the country. Whereas, you know, a lot of people our age have kind of just lived in one place and they, you know, are, are there forever and that's, that's okay. But it's, uh, you know, it's all about life experiences and we definitely had a, our share of those throughout the, the along the way. Yeah, without a doubt. So you might not have got the big salary, but you got the experience. You know, which, no, no, which no very doubt. Cool. And the if you, anybody's listening, you see how Justin looks at the positives as opposed to the negatives. Like that's huge if you're going to be successful in anything you do. Like he he's looking at it as what what an experience, what a ride that was, as opposed to I should have got paid more this and that we fall into these traps in life all the time. I do it. Everybody does it. 
to where we're looking at what's wrong with this situation as opposed to how cool is this situation? How fun is right. this? How lucky am I to have this opportunity, right? You know, and I, I think I think AAA baseball is the biggest uh, influence of me on that. I mean, you know, as, as being there some in AAA, that's the most bitter group of baseball players that there are <laughs> yep. because everybody either – has been in the big leagues and is mad they're not, or is on their way to the big leagues and is mad they're not there yet. Mm-hmm. So, so like you're either you fall in one of the two categories. And so, um, you know, it's in. I played there for four straight years, never going up or down. Mm-hmm. So it's it it kind of you know you can get kind of caught up in what everybody else is thinking about this is brutal. This is this, uh, I got to get called up. What can I do to get out of here? Or you can like, Hey, you know, like I'm playing triple a baseball, which is right next to the, the highest level of baseball in the world. And I'm a two week hot streak from being in the big leagues. Like I got to keep yeah. working. I got to, I got to, I got to play well. And, and, and that's, that's what you got to do. And it, it's a tough thing to do because there's a lot of voices there trying to, you know, be bitter, bitter guy. And, 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 and nobody wants to be bitter by themselves. They want to bring a couple guys along with them. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's, let's, let's be bitter on the back of the bus together and talk about this. And, and so it's easy to fall into that trap. And so, you know, it's uh, at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't the big leagues, but, you know, you got to play in some awesome places and play against some really special talent and players. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's how you look at things. And it's, it's a lot more fun to go through life uh, being looking at the bright side of things and the, and the downside of things. Without a doubt, you know. And so when Justin Henry goes to the field, uh, d- does the, the organization tell you where to go and when to be there and stuff like that? Or do you just kind of search it out for yourself? Um, a lot of it is, is searched out for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, summer is really a time when you go and you're trying to get an idea of who you want to see for the next spring. You know, we go to, we go to high school games, high school uh, showcases. We go to Cape Cod League, college summer leagues. And you try to get an idea of, okay, who are the guys that are going to be draft eligible next year and that I need to go see? And you start compiling a list of players in the particular area you're working. And, um, and then you go see them, you know, you, 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 you see them in the fall when they're scrimmaging, you try to meet with them in the fall to, as I said before, you try to get to know them as well as you can. And then once the spring gets here, you're going to scout them and, and trying to, uh, you know, pick out the tools and, and, and pick out the guys that you think are going to be impact big leaguers one day. Um, you know, most of the time I go places I want to go. I run my area uh, the way I want to, to do it. Obviously, mm-hmm. there are certain times, you know, a couple times a year where somebody up top might say, hey, you need to go see this guy on this day. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's, it's normally on that area guy to go and, uh, and find the best guys in that area and to bring his bosses in there to see those guys. For for parents listening, uh, Justin, when you do you have relationships with the parents as well as the players? Um, you do some, yes. Whenever, I, especially the high school kids, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to meet those kids and you're meeting their parents, and you are, um, you know, you're trying to learn about you know how they grew up, how how they, you know, how they were raised, um, and um, and really you try to relate to the parents especially with the high school kids of, you know, hey, this is a really, you know, going from high school to professional baseball is such a huge jump. And they're mm-hmm. so it's, – it's, it's so different than going from college. And the maturity level of that kid has to be so great, in my opinion, um, to be able to make that jump. You know, I think of a guy that we played with that was drafted uh, the same year I was is Rick Porcello. Mm-hmm. And I remember – I remember when he came up to um, Oneonta the year we were playing there when he was drafted, and everybody was like, "This kid's a high school kid." Like, yeah, he, he might as well so, been twenty-eight. Right? He was so mature yeah. and so advanced, mm-hmm. and I always use him as a great example because um, he was ready for professional baseball. 
And, um, and a lot of times as a scout, we don't get to figure that out. And it's on the parents a lot of times to know, Hey, you know, your kid, the best, like, is your kid going to go off and live in some bizarre city somewhere, not close to home with a lot of times a pocket full of money, a signing bonus that they just got, like, are they going to be able to handle that? And, and you have to rely, I have to rely on the parents a lot of times because as much as I want to say, I I got this kid figured out, it's, it's hard to have them exactly figured out. And so, you know, you, 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 you rely on those parents to be like, Hey, you know, if, if they're not ready, then go to college because it's, you know, you can't, you can't take it back. You can't play a year and then say, Oh, you know what? I changed my mind. I want to go to Mississippi state or LSU or whatever. Like you have to know. And so that's probably the the biggest thing as far as like relationship with the parents is just, you want to have a good idea of, of you want them to have a good idea of what their child is about to get into. It's hard to not see the paycheck too at times, I think for, for parents and kids, because you do hear the stories of, oh, they got drafted in, in the second round, could have got 500 grand, whatever it was. They go play college ball and then never make it. Right. Then they live with that regret their whole life. What I always go back to is if you, got, if you didn't make it from the college level to the professional level, maybe you had an injury, maybe something happened, right? You would have never made it big anyway. There's no chance. Right. You would have never had a, big, a career in the big leagues regardless. If, if you're not – if you can't go through the college system and do that system, there's no way you're going to go through the professional system and succeed because the college system is catered towards way more development, way more helping the player out, way more uh, relationship with your coaches, things like that. Yeah, no, it, it's it, that's definitely true. You know, it's um, it's always – you know, it's like any decision in life, you know, it's, you know, if I would have taken this path or this path, yeah, maybe it would have been different, but I always tell the kids, you know, whatever decision you make, that's the right decision. Mm-hmm. Like if it's the one that you feel led to, to, to take, um, and it's kind of like what we, what this whole conversation has been about, like, are you going to look at it as I made the right decision or are you going to be every day sitting there thinking, man, I can't believe I didn't go play pro ball instead of this college route or man, I should have gone to college. Like you have to be all in on the decision you make. And, and that's, and you really have to be all in on pro ball because if you go the college route, you still have a chance to play pro ball after that. But, but like we said earlier, if you go the pro route, there's no turning back. And so, you know, I try to relate that to these kids that like, like you better be all in on it. And, Mm -hmm. And the ones that are, you know, you see it like some of the greatest players in our game are guys that signed out of high school. Yeah. Um, and there's no doubt about it. But but we also have great players that went to college. Like each either route is okay, but you gotta be sure you're making the right decision for for you as an individual and not basing it off of what somebody else has done or a different route someone else has taken some of the best decisions I've ever ever made in my life were the worst because I learned, (laughs) you know, it's like at the time you think, yeah, I'm going to, that's going to be amazing or whatever. You make that decision. It doesn't pan out the way you thought. Well, why didn't it, you know, and and you can always go back to, as opposed to looking at some of these circumstances as, Oh, I just wasn't treated fairly, whatever that decision I made that was maybe not great. I learned from it. Learn from right. moving forward, you know, and and that's that's tough to do because a lot of times we want to make excuses, we want to uh, put it on, pin it on somebody else. Oh, you know, Justin told me I was ready for the show, and I'm not, you know, or whatever. Right, right. And that's that's where you got to look back and say, you know, maybe the guy who does go to the pro ball route, it doesn't pan out. Uh, well, what did you learn from that? You know, what what can you use moving forward if anybody's listening that's been in that position, which I'm sure there is the maturity level it takes to play professional baseball, like you said, is extraordinary. You have to be, you have to be a master of yourself to be able to play professional baseball because there's a point where nobody's going to do it for you. People aren't patting yeah. back. The hitting coach isn't making, you don't have a schedule where the hitting coach makes you take early hitting. Right. You it's on to, you. It's yeah. on you. It's a hundred percent on you. And that responsibility, I try to get through to kids a lot and convey the message of take responsibility for your actions 
take responsibility for yourself. Because there's a point where your parents aren't going to do it for you. There's a point where your mentors aren't going to do it for you. It's on you. It's becoming a man when you're 18. Right. And it's, it's, it's a tough thing to do. And it's a tough thing to, you know, it's a tough thing to, um, as I said before, and it was, we've talked to simulate for people like you think you have an idea of what it's like and you really don't know until you're in it. And, and you've got to have, uh, you've got to be so accountable Mm-hmm. for for your actions and how you're going to go about your business because it's a job mm-hmm. you know it is a job like the detroit tigers when we select you we expect you to be everywhere you're supposed to be on time and ready to go yep. we expect you to put in the work and we expect you to work to be in the big leagues that is why we drafted you we didn't draft you to be an a-ball player and to have a decent time and be able to say one day hey i got to play some pro ball you know like we are drafting you because we want you to work to build your way up to the Detroit Tigers to help us win a World Series. That's what we want. Yeah. And, and if you don't want that, then we don't want you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, but it, nobody's going to tell you they don't want that. They hear, oh, I'm getting drafted and, and, and I'm excited and I'm pumped and I understand that. But the ones that make it and are successful are the ones we want the same things. We want you to – your life to be about making it to the big leagues and putting your best effort forward. And if you do that, maybe you have a chance to be there if you're talented enough. And, and that's, that's ultimately what, it, what it's going to come down to. And, uh, and, and you have to have uh, some serious um, um, maturity to be able to – yeah, fortitude. What's it look like? I think the Detroit Tigers should should put that above every single minor league's locker. Like, uh, we drafted you to be in the big league. You know, how cool would that be? That would give you – kind of like the mystery statement. Why did you get drafted? To be in the big leagues, right? Right. Yeah. No, uh, so, so many people think they made it when they got drafted, and it's like, no, yeah. no, this is only the beginning. Yeah, they want you to be in the big leagues. That's why they drafted you. Right. And they'll cater – and there are – the minor leagues will cater to help a player get there, but it is on them to a point. No doubt. I mean, you know, they, we have so I'm, many guys. There's just no way you can you can hold somebody's hand to the big leagues. And, and when they get there, you can't hold their hand because you have to develop kind of that fortitude that, that I'm going to – I can do it. You know what I mean? Attitude. When you get yeah. to the big leagues or when you're playing in AAA or AA, there's people who are going to hate on you. You have to learn how to deal with some of that too, you know. Right, like, no doubt. Go for four and you get booed by fifty thousand. If somebody's hold your hand the whole way, and you go to call them after the game, oh, it's going to be okay, buddy. Like that, that's just not going to work. So no, that's it's why not. pro ball is different for sure. When you go to so you go to a high school field, and you're looking for, are you usually looking for a specific player when you go? Uh, normally, so yes. I normally don't go places to just like you know, go digging in the hay for a diamond yeah, in the rough yeah, or something. Yeah. You know, like, waste waste like norm- your time. You have yeah, normally I'm going somewhere I know of a person I need to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and then once I'm there now, I'm watching everybody. You know, I, I'm looking for, you know, some of the – some of the, you know, every year guys get drafted because they had a good player on their team and that with got scouts there and they benefited from that. Like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. What, like, like, yeah. So you show up to the field. Is there a protocol you go by? Like, okay, I'm going to show up early. Is there a time you get to the field, or are there things you're looking for in warmups, or is it just kind of the game is the game? No, you, I, I, you know, if if you're going to see a hitter, you always try to be there from the moment they start doing anything on the field. You know, you want to be there to see them. Uh, you know, go through warmups and take BP, see how they go about their business, see if they take it seriously if they have an approach if they have an idea of what they're doing um you want to see them take infield outfield um see how they throw the ball how they move around and then obviously you watch them play the game um you know pitchers you want to be there to see their their bullpen when they're getting loose before the game um and uh and then obviously see them pitch after you know pitch during the game so uh you know you you try to get there as early as you can to, to see all aspects of it um, it doesn't always work out right that just travel purposes and things, yeah. but, um, 
you're trying to see everything that you can see about this person and learn everything you can about them. Yeah, the pregame routine is important. I think if you don't have a routine, you should develop one. Try to figure one no out. Doubt. We'll help you with that. Uh, as far as when talent is on the field, one game, you know, you're watching one baseball game. The best talent on the field can have a bad game. No doubt. If, if you're watching a guy and he's, he's just having an awful game, is that going to be an indicator that, yep, he's out of the picture? Uh, no. Sometimes it's good to see a bad game. You see how they react to it. Um, you know, you can, you can see, hey. Hold on, you cut out. Like, is he still going out there and making some plays defensively? Or is he, uh, you know, how's he, how's he, what kind of teammate is he with the other guys on the team? And, um, you know, is he sitting in the dugout at the end of the dugout sulking as, you know, because he struck out two times? Or is he still engaged in the game? And, and uh, you know, so that's, you know, obviously you go see a player, you want to see him do well, you want to see his tools. That's kind of why you go to the pregame stuff as well. So you can definitely see him take swings in the, you know, on the field and see the power and things like that. But um, just because you have a bad game doesn't mean, oh, my gosh, we're not drafting this guy. So, um, you know, there's, there's, there's things you can take from everything you see. Without a doubt. Everybody that's uh, listening, this is Justin Henry. Uh, Justin's a scout for the Detroit Tigers now. We could talk all day. I know you got family. I know you got things to do. But uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, man, and I hope to have you on the show in the future. Uh, always great to pick somebody's brain who's on different aspects of baseball, especially, you know, parents looking, you know, my kid might be good enough, might not be. Things to think about at least, right? Absolutely. No, I appreciate you uh, having me on. And, um, you know, I really, really enjoy talking to you. And, and to all those listening, I know everybody knows, uh, I'm sure if you're listening, you know about Andy Dirks and all. But, um, you know, one thing as a scout that you look for is you look for the tools, you look for, you know, um, how far guys can hit it and how, how often they can hit it. But, but then there's also the, the tool you're looking for that it, that's always sometimes hard to, to find if you don't watch them every day. And that's, that's this guy's a game. He was a guy who, uh, you know, didn't hit it as far as everybody, but, but, but could hit and didn't, you know, run as fast as everybody in the outfield, but, but he made the play. And that's, uh, you know, out there. Hopefully I can find one. The sixth tool. That's that was right. my best the tool. tool. They just didn't have it on paper. <laughs> <laughs> if they right. could have rated me as my, my sixth tool, would have been extraordinary, I think. <laughs> they just don't have a quantifiable major for that yet. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. There we'll you we'll work the next, on that. We'll, we'll probably have Justin on, and we'll talk about a little <laughs> analytics and some different things that – from a scout's perspective that I think would be cool. But for now, we're going to wrap up the show. Justin, thank you so much for being on, man. Always a pleasure. Best of luck to you in the future, and we'll, we'll, we'll get a hold of you and have you on another show. Thanks a lot, Andy. Really enjoyed speaking right, to bye. you.